Hello, my name is Kylie Fisher, and I'm the children's minister here at Crossroad Baptist Church and future missionary to Honduras, and I want to welcome you to the podcast. Ooh, awesome. That gets me emotional there. I'm not going to cry this morning, though. I'm not going to. <laughs> All right, uh, let me have uh, our Honduras team come on up. We're going to uh, let you hear from them and, and just hear about the week that we had. It, it really was a, a great week. I know we've said it, but uh, it just truly was. And I, my prayer is that we can give you a picture of that this morning, that, um, you know, we raised a lot of money for just this trip, and you guys supported us so much in prayer and, and in giving, and uh, we did, you know, fundraiser and all these things. And there's times where the enemy wants to get in your head and say, it's not worth it. Like, you're doing all this just for seven days. Um, and, and that's the lies that are in your head. But when you get there and then he just starts to work in people's homes and through VBS and uh, through the, all the different places we got to go, you, you just are like, Lord, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and that's all you can say. But this is the team here. This is Sam Kreiner right here. This is Garrison Hardesty. Um, I'm Brandon. This is my wife, Kylie. And this is Marlo. Marlo's going to preach this morning, right? No. <laughs> but um, we're, we're just excited to, to tell you about our experiences. Um, I'll just say right off the bat that Sam and Marlo were going to come with their parents, Russ and Terry, and then, you know, what happened with Russ with, was his injury. And so I called him on the phone just while he was laying in a hospital bed, like, what, what do we want to do? I don't think you're going to be able to go unless we can wheel you out to Honduras on a wheelchair. But um, he's like, no, probably not. And, and Terry was like, I need to be with my husband. And we just prayed about it and we talked about it. We were like, we want to take the boys with us. They, Sam, this year at Falls Creek, walked down the aisle and, and said, I want to accept the call to missions. <laughs> so I'm like, what, what better sign is there than just that? And just seeing him grow and, and, and be a leader for the Lord here in their youth group. And um, Marlo never complains. Good job on that. And he just always works hard. He does whatever you ask him to. He serves faithfully and quietly. And we're just appreciative of that. Like, yeah, let's bring him. And then Mason was going to come with Big Brother. And then Big Brother got sick and couldn't come. And so, or Garrison, sorry. Yeah, Garrison got to come, and it just turned into a youth group trip. It was awesome, but it was exactly what, what God was planning for us. And so I, I just want to share from you all first. Um, Sam, what what, uh, what good memory, what stuck out to you from the trip? Well, well, I have a story from the airport. So um, as, you'll, as Brandon told you, my dad was not able to come, and we were trying to get through security. And so, so I had finished, and Brandon was behind me. And the uh, person that was working there had just said, son, please wait for your dad so he can go through the scanner with you. So I just turned and looked at him and said, he's not my dad. And then he said, well, kids 12 and under have to go accompanied by an adult. <laughs> so that really stuck out to me that I look young and I'm proud of that. He said, he's not my dad, he's just a close friend. And then the TSA guy was making fun of us. Oh, you guys are close friends. That's so cute. I'm like, whatever. Um, from the week, once we got there, um, you served in all kinds of ways. It specifically stuck out to me when we went in groups and went door to door or house to house in villages. You were bold and sharing. We're going to talk more about the different villages we got to go to. But uh, what was your experience like going to people's homes that you never met before and sharing with them about Jesus? Yeah, so we did go to a lot of homes. Uh, very first day we did door to door, we went to San Marcos, I believe, in the mountains, and we had a good time there. It was great to see all the people. We changed a lot of lives. We saw a lot of rededications, and you know the countryside is beautiful out there, but we did see a lot of a lot of rededications. People we led people to the Lord. Um, I mean, we had a lot of people that shared. Um, Brandon shared. I shared. We had, some, we had some people from Milwaukee, they shared, 
and overall, it was really a good time. Um, I want to say it was like the second or third day we were out doing door to door. I um, got to share my testimony with someone and led them to the Lord. So that was a really special time in my life. Um, I thought it was. I thought overall we had a great trip. Um, you know, people. I mean, we had a great trip last year, and I feel like this trip probably topped it. And we definitely had a great time with the Omongi. We got the Omongi people. We got to know them a lot better, and you know, made some friendships there. We got to meet a lot of kids and young young. It was a really special time for us. So we got to, and we had a team devotional, and Sam led our last team devotional of the week, and it was just, God spoke through him. Even Chris, the missionary there, was like, man, God's got big things for you, and he just, he shined out. And we're just glad with what the Lord's doing in your life, Sam. Garrison, same thing with you. Um, you, you came and you, you worked, you shared, you did VBS. You want to tell us a little bit about what your part was in VBS? All right, so in VBS, uh, I was with recreation, in recreation department with Marlo and a few other people from Wongi. Um, but, yeah, we played a whole lot of soccer, by the way, a whole lot. Um, those kids, uh, they're so welcoming and friendly and loving. And one day it was really hot, so they got tired of playing soccer, so we just sat down, threw the ball back and forth, and said our names and got to know each other and we built a relationship with those kids. That's right. I saw you all doing that, getting to know them and loving on them. It was a really cool time. And then you also did some manual labor. We put you to work and made you sweat a little bit. Tell, tell us about that. What did you get to serve and do that? All right. So it was Saturday, uh, the first full day there. Uh, I got to uh, dig out the uh, trenchers. So uh, I came behind them and grabbed a shovel and dug them out, uh, got rid of the dirt and threw it onto the side so they could clear their way and go farther through. And then... On Monday, right, went to San Marcos. So, yeah, on when we went to San Marcos, I stayed back at the church and helped paint one of the buildings. And so, yeah, we got to paint the buildings. It was fun. Got a little uh, paint on my jeans, but that's all right. For the Lord. It was worth it, right? He did good. Marlo, did you have a good week? All right, he said yes. He had a good week. All right, thank you, guys. Y'all can go sit down. <laughs> he really did. Yeah, give it up for them. Yeah, and we've got some pictures. Uh, we're just going to let them play as, as we kind of talk so you get the idea. A lot of people have, um, you know, not been out of the country. It's just like Sam said, it's, it's beautiful seeing it, and the people are beautiful, and it's just it gives you kind of an idea of the environment we're in. But um, we, we just love that we want to kind of uh, tell you what God did on the trip, kind of uh, the way he worked and the way he moved. So that's, that's what we'd like to share with you this morning. Uh, do you want to start out by sharing about the, uh, what we do first, youth event? You want to talk a little bit about that? the youth pastor so I should probably talk about the youth event huh? <laughs> yeah we this was something we were nervous about coming in uh, the missionaries had called me beforehand and said you know we, we have an idea of something we haven't really done before you know every team that comes a lot of them do VBS some teams come and do surgeries some teams go out to villages and do medical brigades but he's like an area in our in our area that's uh, that there's a gap is with the youth and I was like well that <laughs> that works out pretty good I'm a youth pastor Jason from Omogi was on our team he's a youth pastor there and so we uh, our team kind of got to plan some events and some games and uh, the preaching. And what he asked us to do, he said, on Saturday night, we got there Friday. So then he said, Saturday all day, we're going to get ready for the week and get ready for this youth event. Um, and so all day, Saturday morning, we were packing rice and beans to give out. And we were packing toothbrush and toothpaste, hygiene kits to give to people. 
um, and getting ready for, for that youth event that evening. Um, and we didn't know how many were going to show up. We didn't know if there was going to be five or if there was going to be 75. They told us to be ready for 70. Um, and we came that first night. There was about 50. Like I said, they came. Um, a bus went and picked them up, similar to the ministry we do here at Beggs, sending out uh, vans and bus, and they, and they brought them in from the community. Some kids came walking half a mile or a mile, however far, from, from their homes, and just these sixth grade to up to 18-year-old kids coming in. And what he asked us to do was the first night, Share the gospel with them because we don't know if these kids, a lot of them haven't been in this church before, if in any church. A lot of them haven't been saved. So tell them what Jesus has done for them. Um, so we did that the first night. Braden uh, got to preach and, and just preach the gospel and then explain to them how to be saved. Um, and then so the second night, the, the biggest issue we have in this community is, you know, kids growing up and getting in relationships prematurely. And the girl gets pregnant and the guy leaves and you just have this cycle of brokenness of broken families and uncared for kids and mothers that aren't ready to care for kids. And he's like, I really want you to preach about God's design to, for relationships and marriage. And we're like, well, that's going to be an awkward thing to talk about, abstinence and all these things. But he said, that's what I need you to do. So we did. And, and Jason got to preach that evening and, and preach through the, the book of Esther, or I'm sorry, the book of Ruth. And just talking about how Ruth, uh, she was just committed to Naomi. Um, and she just said, wherever you go, I will go. Where, where you uh, I will follow. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. And just that loyalty. And he kind of preached about how in any culture, you can see this in our day and age too, that we get kids get in relationships. or not just kids. We get in relationships and we're like, oh, I'm done with that. And you break up and you break up. And then next week you're dating somebody new. And he just talked about this, that when you're doing that, you're really practicing for divorce. You're practicing saying no to somebody over and over again. And uh, you know, these are sixth, seventh grade kids. So a lot of times they're playing with their shoes and fiddling around. And but when, as soon as you start talking about this, they're all just you know, locked locked eyes with them the whole time. They're just really engaged and talking about how you know in Ruth's story, she was abandoned, she was alone. But even through that, she stayed with Naomi, and because of that, God opened the door for her to to be redeemed and to to bring a new husband into her life. And His message was this: If you guys will wait on the Lord and be patient. God's going to bring the right person in your life. And you don't have to date seven or eight or two dozen different people. You can wait, and, and God's going to have the right person for you. And so we got to share that message with them, and I think it was really cool. We had about 50 kids on the first day, and then about 70 ended up coming on that second day. And you want to talk about what we share with them in small groups and stuff like that? Yeah, so I don't get to work with the youth a lot, even though I'm married to a youth pastor. I'm usually with the, the little kids. So especially for this topic, it was I was a little bit scared, and I was with the middle school girls, and it was just really cool. The first day we got to, to share the gospel with them and ask them if, if that's something they'd ever heard before, and about half of them um, had heard the story, and half of them knew who God was, um, but they never heard the name of Jesus. Um, and so that was just really cool to get to share that with them and get to share that hope. And then the second day, talk about relationships and um, just talk about how it's important that God is your first relationship and everything else should come after that. I'm um, just encouraging those girls to, to stay faithful and, and to in their relationship with God and to allow him to, to guide them in whatever other relationships they, they enter into. And so just getting to, to speak into those girls. And I know the high school girls, they had a huge response and they were able to talk through them about um, what just godly relationships look like. And so it was really encouraging um, to me to, to be able to share that with those girls. And, and I got to be with Brandon's mom in that group. And it's, that was really fun too, to, to get to see her kind of do her ministry in, in that way also. It was really a blessing. 
Yeah, my mom did get to come with us on the team, and people were kind of like, oh, you're just coming to check out where your kids are going to live. And she kind of was making jokes about that, like, yeah, I want to see where they're going to be. But I don't know when it was. Sometime early in the week, um, I could just see God working on her heart and just realizing I'm here for a reason to do missions. And for me, that's really cool because I grew up, my mom has raised me in church my whole life. She's been a believer, um, and my dad too. Um, But specifically my mom uh, is just very consistent with spending time with the Lord every morning. She'll be at the kitchen table when you come down and just doing her devotional and praying and spending time with the Lord. And you see that as a kid, but I've never had the chance to, I said, I'm not going to cry this morning. I'm not going to. Don't make me. But just getting the chance to go out and actually do ministry with her. Um, we were in a group. They talked about the village we went to up in the mountains. It was about an hour away from Guaymaca where we stayed. And um, we took our bus out there. And when we got to the church, uh, the, there's about six or seven, maybe eight ladies um, and a couple men who are members of the church there at the small little uh, village in the mountains. They don't have electricity. Um, but they showed up, and each person had a list, or at least one lady had a list that she had compiled from all these different uh, brothers and sisters in the church, and they had, you know, addresses, they don't have numbers on their house, but, you know, she had where people lived, and what section they were in, and who they were, whose cousin they were, whose aunt or uncle, whose mom it was, and whose neighbor it was, they, they knew everyone in the village, and so we were able to partner with them, we split ourselves up into groups of five or six, and we were able to go to these different sections of house, and, and have houses, and in my group, I was with uh, Sam, I was with my mom, and I was with uh, Jarrett, who's from Okmulgee, and uh, we were with just these couple ladies. We're walking up some big hills in these mountains, and we're out of breath and falling over, and these ladies are just like, all right, keep going, come on, catch up to us. <laughs> and they're like, we do this every day. But it was just so cool because, like I said, we were able to go to these homes, and it's not just showing up and saying, hey, we're American people. Here's the Bible. Let us preach at you. It was, all right, this is my <laughs> one lady that I'm talking about. She said, this is my sister-in-law, my, my brother's wife, and um, she is a believer. She's been baptized, and she was in church, but she's been out of church for about two years. And we said, okay. Um, this is something different than last year, because last year as we went to homes, we didn't know these people, and we weren't able to speak to them specifically. We shared the gospel, and we, we did good work. But this partnering with the local church there, I can't explain to you how powerful that is, having the pastor come with you and having these uh, ladies and men in the church come with you. It, it just it makes it work uh, just so much better and so much more effectively. But we got to do that, and she said, this is my uh, sister-in-law, and we were taking turns. Sam shared his testimony, and then Jarrett did, and I was interpreting, and then I would share mine, and it was my mom's turn. And this is the point where I said, my mom, at this up to here, she's loving it. She's, uh, she's loving the country. She's like, this is so great. Um, but I can just see God working on her, and she, it's her turn to share with this lady, and um, it just happened to be this lady that had been out of church. And my mom was just able to share with her and say, you know, Church is hard. Church is not, the truth is church is not always easy. It's not easy to come to church in any place every Sunday morning, every Wednesday morning, because people aren't perfect. There's broken relationships. There's hurt. There's uh, just things that happen in your family life. And she's like, she looks this lady, and I think Hispanic cultures and Honduran cultures, they're, you know, less emotional. And, but this lady, slowly, as my mom started talking to her, you can see her break down. You can see her face change. And just my mom started talking and saying, your church needs you. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know why you're, why you're out, and I don't need to know. God knows what's going on in your heart, but your church needs you. They need your gifts, and they need uh, just everything that you have to offer in, uh, in being there. And this lady's starting to almost cry, and she's saying, well, yeah, I used to be a teacher of the kids a couple years ago, but I, I just can't do it anymore. And my mom's like, you just burn out. It's all right. You, you need a break. 
She said, take your break, but don't go away from church because God is calling you back because God wants a relationship with you and your church needs you and, and the things that you have to, to bring. And this lady's crying and they're hugging and Sam, you got to send me the, where, I don't know where he's at. He, he took a video of the whole thing. I'm like, Sam, put your phone away. But <laughs> I'm glad he was videoing it because we can go back and look at that. But um, just moments like this of even people that are already believers or like Sam talked about when we went to one house where uh, the lady wasn't a believer and she was, you want to talk about her or do you want me to just keep talking? <laughs> um, they, she was, we knocked on the little fence or whatever and no one was there and we we're about to walk away and we just see this lady come sprinting in the back and she's all out of breath and she's like, sorry, I had to take my kid to preschool and preschool was around the block and she dropped her kid off and came back. She's like, I'm glad y'all are here and she invited us in and this is a lady, Sam led to the Lord that he, uh, he said, what should I share about? Should I share a Bible story? And I said, Sam, why don't you just share your testimony with her? So he got up and he shared his story. Of, he, he basically said, you know, I was at church one morning and uh, the preacher was talking about things and I didn't understand. So I asked my dad in the car, dad, what was the preacher talking about? And he said, my dad pulled over the car and stopped the car and explained to me the gospel. And I prayed right there and got saved. And this lady, as I'm interpreting in, in Spanish what he's saying, she's just like looking so intently at this, you know, not 12-year-old kid, but 15-year-old kid, just share his heart, and you can just see God start to move. And in this group, the, the pastor was with us in this group. This was on Tuesday, and the pastor started to share and saying, you know, the whole reason this group came from miles and miles away to be right here with you in this moment is because God picked this moment for them to share with you that Jesus died for you. And she just starts, you know, you can see it working in her heart, and she prayed with the pastor and, and got saved. And You'll see that picture cycle through eventually of Sam taking a picture with her. But there's just so many moments. And that, that's just in our group. We had, in our group, I think we had on the two days where we were out there, uh, six salvations. And in the, in the whole whole group, there was, we counted, I think we counted 20. There's just these people that are there hungry to, to get a Bible and hungry to, to hear the word and just ready to pray right then and there. Not, oh, I need to think about it and I'll wait. Just like, yes, I know where this church is. I know I need to be there. And more importantly than that, I know I need the Lord. And they're just ready to pray and receive right there. And it was just awesome to be a part of. Yeah, and I think one thing that was really striking to me was before we went out, um, Braden was was giving a devotional for us, and and he was just like, you got to remember that we have a purpose, that God has given us the authority. Um, and he says that in Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, that he has all the authority, and he's commanding us to go and to tell into the nations and tell people and to, to share the gospel with the good news with them and so that we can't be afraid. We can't be frightened of, of their response of, of what we have to put that in God's hands because he has the authority and he's already given us the command. And we say that um, we paid a lot of money to go there and to share that, but that doesn't change the urgency. God already paid everything for us to have the boldness to go out and share. And so like, even though we, we paid money to go to a different country, God already, Jesus paid literally everything. He gave up his life and he died on the cross for us and for everyone else so that we would be saved and so that we could live with him eternally. And that's something that when Brayden was talking, it just kind of hit me because I'm shy <laughs> and reserved and and it's uncomfortable for me sometimes to knock on someone's door or to even just have open up a conversation about Christ. But God has the authority and he's paid everything. Um, and all we have to do is be obedient to that and to say yes and to share um, our testimony, our faith, or the story of what Christ has done and let God do the rest. So that was really powerful to me to just, to just not let yourself be afraid to share, even here in this country. I think 
And when you go on a mission trip, sometimes the, the language barrier um, can kind of become like a shield. You're like, well, they don't understand what I'm saying in English anyway, so I don't have to be afraid because the interpreter is, is going to do, he's going to make it right. He's going to, he or she is going to interpret and they're going to make everything that I say, even if I'm fumbling or whatever, they, they know and they're going to share. Um, and so sometimes that language barrier can become like a shield and you're like, well, it, it doesn't matter, I'll share whatever because they don't understand what I'm saying in English anyways. But here, we don't have that shield. When you go and you talk to someone and you're sharing, they understand what you're saying, but that we can't be afraid, that we have to understand that, that Jesus Christ is our shield and he's paid everything, and all we have to do is to be obedient and to go and to share that faith with others, and, and that's our call, and that's what we're, we're here put on earth to do. That's our purpose in life, and I think that we got to share that purpose with people and to say that, like, there's so many things that you're searching for, your purpose, that you're... Your life looks different than mine, but in your heart, you're, you're looking for the same thing. You're looking for hope. You're looking for a purpose. Why are you here? And we're here to tell you what that purpose is, and that's that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you so that you could have a relationship with, with God forever, and that's the hope that we are sharing with them, but we can't forget that even here, um, that we have a mission field wherever we go, and that w it's our purpose to share that with those who don't know that yet, and so that was something that was really impactful to me, and, and it's something that you hear over and over, but it's, it's hard to be obedient, but it's important that you take that step in obedience and, and to put faith in Christ and to, to go out and share that with, with everyone. Amen. Give the invitation now, all right? No, that's great. That's good work. Um, we, we got to share through that, and then in the afternoons, uh, that Monday in San Marcos, we got to do VBS with the kids there in that village, um, and it's just, you can see some pictures of that. We got to like I said, play soccer with them and do song, teach them Jesus loves me in Spanish, Cristo me ama, and just seeing them do that and seeing that start to, those seeds start to be planted in their hearts and minds that Jesus does love you. He wants a relationship with you, and why? Because the Bible tells me so, and just them being able to give out Bibles and give out soccer balls with, uh, with the gospel and with scripture on them, just uh, even from, we had kids that, you know, were too little to walk up to kids that were fifth, sixth grade, and just everywhere in between, just uh, being able to, to, uh, plant those seeds and share the love of Christ with them um, so that as they, they grow, hopefully that, that Sam talked about in his devotional, that we're planting seeds, but other will come in and water it, and that, and that Jesus is the one who, who will grow them. That, that, that was our goal. We got to do that Tuesday and Wednesday as well at the hospital. They have a property out there where we, they bust in kids to us to do VBS. And you want to talk about kind of our the story we're sharing with them, the, the, what's it called, the yeah, book. so we, we had the wordless book. I don't know if anyone's familiar with the wordless book, but basically it's it's a book that takes you through the, the whole Bible, the story. We were, we were emphasizing that the Bible is 66 books, but it's one story. It's God's story of how he created the, wor the world perfect, and, he, and we had the fall and the sin that entered the world, and it separated us from God. But he had a plan all along, and he made, he made a way for us to, to be reunited in a perfect relationship with him again, and that's through Jesus, the blood of Jesus. So he went through the colors were gold representing the, the perfect creation and, and the streets of gold in heaven and how it's intended to be perfect, but then sent into the world, and that's the black. The red represents the, the blood of Christ, um, the, the payment for our sin, and the white represents, if you believe in that, then your heart can be can be clean again, and it takes that clean heart to be um, reunited with Christ back to the gold. 
and then the green, like Brandon said, represents that, that we have that hope and that promise that one day we'll be with him in eternity. But for now, he wants us to grow in him and in that relationship, get to know him for who he is so that we can share that with others, that hope. And so that's kind of what we walked through over and over. And I think that I, I was with the story group with Brandon's mom, and we shared that story um, like 20 times. <laughs> and it, at the first time, you're so motivated, and you're, you're excited to tell these kids this story. Um, and then the 20th time, you're like, oh, my gosh, our interpreter was starting to tell the story for us without us even <laughs> saying it in English because he'd been with us the 20 times. But what's, what keeps you going is just knowing that, that this is maybe the first time that these kids have heard this story, and it might be the only time. You don't know that. Um, but So we had questions in the group, and we'd say, has anyone heard the story of Jesus before? And you'd have a couple that raised their hand, but and then you'd say, do you guys know who God is? And pretty much all of them would raise their hand because they've all heard of, of who God is, but a lot of them had never heard the story of Jesus. And so getting to share that with them and, and help them to understand that that you can believe in God, but that's not what's going to get you to heaven. It's that relationship that you have and the trust that you put in Jesus that's going to get you there. We had we had two benches set up, and we'd say, if we're standing on this bench, that represents us living in our sinful life. Is there anything that we can do to get to the other side, to God? And they could see the, the gap, and they'd say, could we jump? And, and they'd be like, no, please don't. <laughs> don't jump because you won't make it. And there's nothing that could that could get us there. And we'd say that because in the Hispanic culture, they believe that that good works is what's going to get them to heaven. So we got to share with them that there's nothing that you or I could do to get you um, back to God. Only the payment of your sin, the death of, of Christ is going to be that bridge. Um, and all you have to do is trust in him. So we got to share that hope with them. And that was really great. And then we had other rotations where they would they made a little bracelet with the different colors on it to, so that they could go and they could share it with their friends who said, you know, if you love someone, you're going to tell them the most important thing ever. And that's what we came here to tell you, but we want to give you this bracelet so that you can go and tell someone else that you love. Um, and then they got to do soccer with the, the sports teams, and we got to send some of those soccer balls home with, with the gospel written on it in Spanish so that every time that they're, they're playing soccer, they, they remember VBS, and hopefully they remember the, the story and the hope that we got to share. And we had music where they would sing, and we had a little skit for them to kind of act out the story. And that was funny. They, they enjoyed the skit a lot. So it was a really, really great time doing VBS and getting to, to see those kids just kind of start to grasp and understand who Jesus is, that it's not just God, that we know that it's very obvious that, and they believe in God, but it's not just God. It it's, has to be a personal relationship with, with Jesus so that you know who he is and what he's done for you. Yeah, I think we we had a great team. Like they were kind of talking about our team bonded together. We're from two different churches, but the Lord just worked through us and, and brought us together as one unit. And like you said, we got to form relationships with each other and uh, just having those stations. There were times where not everything went perfect. You know, the timings, if you're in a Hispanic culture, you know, if you say you're going to start at a certain time, you're going to start an hour and a half later <laughs> sometimes. But just with different things, we were, there's flexible, whatever was thrown at us, that everyone had a great attitude, and we were able to serve and just share the love of Christ with the kids through all the stations. Um, and it, that's just what we came there to do. Um, we also got to 
uh, like I said, do some painting on a church building up in that village. And then there at the hospital where the main ministry is, we got to help, uh, you know, dig out a trench. Like Garrison got to work at that, and we, we all took turns working at that, mixing concrete and building the fence just to help the property be safe and help the mission to continue to be able to work uh, like it needs to. And um, it's just all those things were, like I said, such a short amount of time, but it, it just shocks you how, how much a blessing can come from, from just a seven-day trip. And it really is what motivates the gospel to, to be shared his, his teams come in and being intentional about doing the work it helps the missionaries and encourages them to have people in who come alongside them and, and help work with them and um, it, it's just it's a great trip I, I want to encourage you to to really pray about it it might not be for you to go but you don't know until you pray about it and I would just that's all I'd ask you to do to think about it and pray about it God would you have me go and, and where would you have me go there's uh, trips here locally, and you can go to Honduras, you can go anywhere else, but just, I, I would encourage you this morning to, to pray about that, and uh, that just follow wherever Jesus leads, so. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, this is Brandon Fisher, the voice you just heard. I'm the youth pastor here at Crossroads and a future missionary to Honduras. Um, we hope you're encouraged by the stories you heard, and uh, we ask you to pray and seek God's wisdom on if you should go and where you should go. Um, if you'd like to support us in our ministry with BMDMI going to Honduras, uh, you can do that at www.bmdmi.org. Hit the Give button and find our names, Brandon and Kylie Fisher, to support our ministry. Stay tuned to hear um, our rendition of Revelation song with verses in Spanish. We hope you enjoy. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain Holy, holy is he. Sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. creation I sing praise to the King of Kings you are my everything and I will adore you
King of Kings. 